G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Like most Australians, we spend a large percentage of our lives at work. There's some recent research that found that most Australian churches have very few specific programs that address questions of work and faith. So how might we make an assessment of our work in light of what we might glean from biblical wisdom? A new book out suggests that we're too happy to turn a blind eye to the harm caused by a contemporary market economy. Or, in other words, workplaces that often celebrate greed, foster injustice, lead to heart disease, mental illness, diabetes, numerous cancers, traumatic incident deaths, injury, disability and poverty. It's got our attention. But almost all of us need to work to put a roof over our heads and food on the table. John Bottomley is a retired Uniting Church minister with a track record in the area of dignity of work and its connection to the gospel. His new book is called At Work with John's Gospel, A Spirituality for Life's Fruitfulness in All Our Labours. John's joining us. Hello, John. Welcome to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Good to be talking with you. Well, John, given that we're in an election campaign right now that focuses on the economy and the fruits of employment for hardworking Australians, what does John's Gospel have to say to us as Christian believers? John's Gospel uh, preeminently keeps drawing our attention in the midst of the struggles of life back to God's goodness. It's uh, an unequivocal um, affirmation that uh, Christ's life, death and resurrection reveals something of the uh, or reveal, reveals the the goodness and the justice of God. So whenever we are caught up in work uh, issues, uh, life issues, John's gospel wants to turn our eyes towards the horizon of God's um, fidelity, God's covenant, God's love, God's justice. I guess when we're looking for wisdom and gleaning those inspirational things from a book that was written almost 2,000 years ago, we need to look at what the culture was like at the time and to glean those timeless principles. What have you looked at as you've looked at first century culture when John was writing his gospel? John was writing his gospel at a time when the um, his community, the Christ, sort of emerging Christian community, was... Um, being pushed out of the Jewish synagogue um, because uh, of the claims that uh, John's John's, um, disciples, uh, Christ's disciples were making uh, about who Jesus was. And that conflict with the Jewish synagogue um, was very critical because the Jewish leadership at that time, late in the first century AD, had um, come to an accommodation with the Roman Empire that they could maintain some of their Jewish observances in, in regard for um, being left alone, if you like, uh, in, in some of their own um, ritual and worship activities. So John, John was um, re- saying that uh, that this was a, an idolatry, that they had sold out to the uh, emperor god 
um, of, of, of the Roman Empire and that they, you know, that the church needed to keep its eyes firmly fixed on, on, on what Christ revealed of who God is. So you have Jewish culture in Israel, first century, and then you have yes. the Roman Empire culture. And uh, there's differences in the way that the workplace was being uh, perhaps exploited by employers who were coming from different cultures. Is that a, is that a fair enough way to talk about that? Um, I'm not trying to make a direct comparison between work conditions in the time of the John's writing and, and our conditions. I think that's a bit of a shortcut. What we are trying to say is that uh, John's Gospel reveals the harm that idolatry causes when, when societies get caught up in following false idols like um, money and power and status, then there's harm that's being caused uh, amongst the uh, society. That is the parallel that we draw attention to. The idols um, of our time are not uh, based in, in like a Roman Empire or even in the predominance of a religious system. They're based in our um, free market economy, which has, has taken on a religious significance for uh, probably the majority of Australians. Is there a particular passage in John's Gospel that you're focusing on to bring out some of these timeless truths? Uh, in our study, we're focusing on um, four characters that uh, Jesus meets. So uh, Nicodemus, uh, the woman at the well, um, the man born blind, and uh, Lazarus, who he raises from the dead. The whole book opens, uh, the whole study opens with um, Jesus uh, at the wedding feast in Cana and the following episode where he cleans the temple. So what, what we're focusing on is that in these stories that John tells, there are always uh, political undertones. So the um, the woman that he talks to is um, Samaritan, and so there's a political divide. There's uh, issues of prejudice, which are very much uh, in the forefront of uh, today's work culture. In the story of the man born blind, the question raises about this man's disability, and the popular belief was that disability was a cause was caused by the sin of perhaps the parents or the person. So we've got these sort of negative views about disability uh, historically, and again today. So the the stories reveal more, but they require um, stepping into the shoes of the. Um, the people that uh, Jesus meets, and and that's what the study uh, really is aiming to do. It's it's inviting the pe- people who use the study to step into the shoes of the people that Jesus is meeting, to understand uh, how they're feeling uh, in the midst of their life struggles, and to be awakened to how uh, Jesus meets their need and um, brings his own um, healing and justice to the situation. So we have the tough times that these characters in the Gospel of John are suffering in the first century and the sorts of things that you're gleaning, you're saying that in the workplace today, and it's not going to be everyone, but many people are going through tough times today and the wisdom we glean from John in the writings about Jesus and the interviews that he has along the way with these characters sheds wonderful light on the way that we cope with the tough times today. Correct. Um, I was just recently involved in writing a submission to the Royal Commission into Banking, 
when the commissioner drew attention to greed as the fundamental cause of all the bad behaviour that he identified uh, in that Royal Commission. And, and, and uh, the submission that I was putting in on behalf of our um, uh, Centre for Religion and Social Policy, where I'm a member, was drawing out the fact that the Bible has got a deeper understanding of greed than the commissioner actually described. And, and when greed takes hold of a person's heart, it doesn't just affect them. It affects the whole workplace. If they're in a position of power, then, then the whole culture becomes poisoned. So um, this is really the, the space that John is working in. He, he's, he's showing how um, these personal stories um, have dramatic political and economic ramifications and that Jesus is dealing with people holistically. He's, he's meeting their personal need and he's meeting their cultural need to be connected into community and to be made whole. A wonderful illustration of the way that we ought to be thankful for a mm. Christian boss in the workplace because you might hope that the ethics that are employed in the workplace under a Christian boss might reflect some of those ethics of Jesus. And yeah. that's not always going to be the case. But there is something here. When someone rises to a place of authority and they carry the ethics of Jesus, it's a very different workplace that actually affects and protects the workers beneath. That 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 model has uh, played itself out in history and um uh, one of the great ironies, of course, is that the AMP Society was started by um, devout Christians, and uh, you can see that that went off course um, again in the Royal Commission. So um, what we're looking for in this Bible study is is educating not just the bosses, but everybody at every level um, has a responsibility for the culture of the workplace. And, um, and to do that, we all need to be better uh, attuned to... Um, the way in which Jesus um, meets us in the middle of um, sinfulness and struggle, suffering and pain, and um, that companions us, uh, walks with us and brings us through to uh, a renewed life. I mean, it's just a life-giving story that John tells us in his Gospel. We can be saved from a range of disorders that develop because we're in a toxic workplace uh, where there's dysfunction if there are some biblical wisdom principles applied, how do you describe the best ones to start with? Where would you start if you've got a workplace and you want to make some adjustments? How would you start to change things? Um, I probably wouldn't go to principles, um, Neil. I think that um, we're a bit caught up in the West about getting the head right first and thinking that everything else will follow. Uh, what I think John appeals to is the heart, and he's basically calling for a change of heart um, in people who've been caught up in a corrupt political system uh, as it developed under under the Roman emperor. So that's why we're quite happy to be starting with a Bible study, because we think that uh, that's, that's where Jesus meets us, that's where God uh, meets us in his word, and uh, by prayerfully studying um, our texts, we can be sure that our lives will become grounded and rooted in, in, in the love of God. That's really um, the principles flow from the grace that God gives to us. Um, and if we don't get the heart um, right, uh, I think John was saying that then uh, the changes that take place will be quite shallow. Uh, we, we really do need to have a change of heart 
um, if we're going to enact um, our thanksgiving, if you like, to God's grace uh, in, in every sphere of our living. John, is this heart important as much for the boss, as we've been saying, who creates those elements in the workplace that create order and a healthy workplace? But what about for the worker who might be feeling as though they're in tough times in their own employment? Uh, Is there help there for the worker too, for healing and for being able to be resilient and coping with some of the challenges they're coping with? That's exactly right. I mean, John's gospel, the whole Christian gospel, is for all people, um, not just for people at the top of the tree, um, or indeed just for those who are suffering. Um, it addresses us all as we are, and uh, and that's, in a sense, the grace of, of God, that, that it does address us in our need, even sometimes when we don't really know it. Um, so if you like, this is... Today's language, we're talking about cultural change, um, where where, um, the culture of the workplace is not driven by the bottom line, but is driven by uh, respect for um, our fellow workers, for the boss uh, and the boss for the workers. The whole notion of um, the human community is to be modelled in the church, so we've got a lot of work to do. So a fresh reading of the Gospel of John, and uh, some people will say, I've read John many a time. And so if people were starting to read afresh, uh, with a set of eyes that looked for the sorts of principles that might work in the workplace, are you saying that's a very practical way to have a reading of this Gospel? I think so, and um, and and to be open to, um, in in, in our study, to be open to your own weaknesses. I think we've grown up with sometimes with a misunderstanding that we have to be um, tidy ourselves up, as it were, to, to come before God. But in fact, um, if nowhere else, the story of uh, the healing of Lazarus shows that you can be dead to the world, really, um, and, and, and Jesus will still um, speak a word that, that uh, raises you to life. So it's not about how we prepare, but it's about how we are open and how we... Um, accept our humanity because God accepts it as we are. God accepts us as we are. And that's the starting point, to, to know that sort of um, grace uh, is, is heartwarming and, and changes the purpose of life. John Bottomley, great wisdom that you're revealing. And I know that there'll be some who will be saying, I've got to get a hold of that book. Your new book is called At Work with John's Gospel. A Spirituality for Life's Fruitfulness in All Our Labours. And uh, for listeners wanting to get a hold of it through Amazon or through Book Depository or from the publisher at Coventry Press. Uh, John Bottomley, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.